You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm from Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 5th, episode 3032, brought to you today by State Line Tech. Good morning, horse people. It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show. That's right. We're back to normal today. No hurricanes, no buyouts. We're just talking horses and uh, all things Jamie's crazy life today. Oh God. <laughs> we learned so about much. We learned about the Seen Through Horses campaign from Lynn Thomas uh, from Horses in Mental Health and Lynn Moore from Acres for Life. Plus Jamie did you get yelled at by Monty? We'll review that. If you listened into Monday's show, you'll know what we're talking about. And we also have some weird news. So a lot to do today. A couple things before we get to Daily Winnies. Number one is on tomorrow's show here on Horses in the Morning, the Sidelines episode, they interviewed Brandy Cyrus. And that's, of course, Billy Ray's daughter and Miley's sister. And she's big time into horses. And it was a fun, I actually listened to it this morning. It was a fun interview. Uh, I think you guys are going to like that. So tune in to tomorrow. She's, she's pretty well grounded. I, I really liked her a lot. And she sounds just like Miley, but don't tell her I said that. All right. Um, can't be bad. She's a world famous <laughs> singer. Can't be bad to sound like her. So the other thing too is uh, we weren't the only ones getting sold. I didn't realize this till uh, late in the day on Monday that the Chronicle of the Horse was sold. Uh, it was oh. bought out by Global Equestrian Group, who are out of Denmark. They are also the ones that own and operate Wellington International, Showgrounds Live, uh, Beer Bomb Stables, Helgstrand Dressage, Gold Coast Feed, and a bunch of other companies. So they uh, bought uh, Chronicle last week. So lots of shakeup in the equine media world in the last week. Do you know that that uh, Koth is celebrating 80 Five years they've been doing this for eighty five years. I believe it, man. I mean, that magazine is a is a staple in the horse world. You know, if you were if you were in that show world, that was what you read. When I married Jennifer, that's the only one she got was Chronicle well, of the Horse because that was out of Pennsylvania too. So she got Chronicle, and then of course they were the first one to start a forum. Which you got to wonder if the new company is just going to shut that down. <laughs> I doubt it. But. <laughs> it gives them a lot of traffic, but man, there's some weird stuff. I, I, I've read through that one time. I was like, eh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Daily Winnie time. We have auditors for new listeners. Our auditors are our super fans. They donate a little bit of money every month, and they become part of our family in the Facebook group. And they get certain other uh, privileges, like the post show, which we'll do today after the regular show. And we also acknowledge their birthdays. So happy birthday to Elizabeth Fry and Joanne Cutchell. A happy birthday to both of you. (laughs) 
Man, I don't think you can, you know, they're talking about the auditors, the community that happens because of the auditor folk is just amazing. So uh, I bought this horse in New Jersey. Yeah, I did. Sight and scene. Some great videos. He's exactly what I'm hoping to get. And uh, so he's supposed to ship out last Saturday from the farm he's at. It's taken a while to get a shipper. There was a Keeneland sales going on and no shippers were available outside of there. And it was just crazy. So I finally get him shipped. And I've been waiting on a date for like, I don't know, three weeks. And they finally are like, we have got it. We're going to come get him Saturday morning <clears throat> at 9 a.m. And I was like, that's perfect. I called the woman who has him and I said, we've got a date. They're coming at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. She was, uh, I'm going to be gentle. She was less than pleased about that. Apparently Doesn't that work was Saturday. not going to work for her <laughs> schedule. And uh, she let me know that I needed to make other arrangements after waiting for a month. And, you know, you don't control when they come. They're like, I mean, he got dropped off at four this morning. What am I going to be like? No, you can't drop him off right now because I'm sleeping. You know, so she had to. They always other drop plan. him off middle of the night for some reason. Always, every time. But th this lady was not uh, not pleased that he was going to be picked up that day, and uh, she let me know that she was not pleased about it, and she told me that I needed to make other arrangements. Well, this is New Jersey. Who do I know in New Jersey? Wait a second. I'm going to go on that auditor Facebook group and I'm going to ask anybody if they live in New Jersey and if anybody can help me. So I go on and Hillary Bornham is the biggest saint among saints. <clears throat> Do you know what she arranged? She arranged because I had to, I had to get the horse out of there because they were not going to be there to put him on the van. So I had to get somebody on Friday. To pick up the, here's what was arranged. She's amazing. Hillary arranged that on Friday night, one of her eventing friends, these are all eventing community people. Okay. The, one of the eventers picked him up from the current farm that he was at. Didn't take it back to her eventing barn because she was full, but then took it to another eventing barn far away. Hillary arranged all of this and this is just like, it's the auditor community and the eventing community. I just wanted to give her my daily Winnie because I'm so, I, I'm so grateful. She sent me pictures and of course, then they couldn't come until Sunday. So then I have to wait a whole nother day. And uh, yeah, it was just a big mess, but she stayed with him and like loved on him and sent me pictures all weekend. And I'm just so grateful. Hillary, thank you so much. It was just awesome. Now, what awesome. are the picture you took of the horse this morning? What's this horse's name? Uh, it's, yet? it's to be out. Okay. It's out. It's out because his name, his, his jockey club name is uncle Gare. <laughs> and then they named that him, rolls off the tongue. <laughs> mm -hmm. And another one that rolls off the tongue is Poe. This is what they showed him under his, his name up there is Pogue Mahone. And I'm like, that doesn't really roll. Out. And, and it means in like Irish, it's like, kiss my A, you know? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give him this some, I don't, better. so I, I know. <laughs> so I got to come up with something that's more me. And a yeah. lot of you don't believe in changing names. I do. I am a big fan of making something oh, your well, the, part of your family. Those aren't great names, either one of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Pogue, I mean, you could go with Pogue, right? Yeah, that's what they call him is Pogue. Yeah.
I mean, that's easy to say, but. G-U-E is not my favorite letter. Like, you know, my favorite sound. People would spell it wrong. So the the picture you posted this morning of the horse after you got to your barn, Pogue, or we'll call him for now, uh, (laughs) looked like he had this look on his face like, what the hell? (laughs) And now I know why. He'd been moved around, moved around, made this long trip, and that was Uh here going, what the hell happened? (laughs) And then apparently when he went to the second, the, 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 down the street farm in New Jersey, it poured down rain the entire weekend. So oh, he spent the it, storm. <laughs> yeah, they got the storm, and he's just like, "What is going on?" I, mean, I can't even imagine. And then he unloads off the trailer, and he's like, "It's four in the morning," and he's so good. So I just, I'm really excited. I, he's so pretty, you guys. Like he's prettier than I even thought. What, so what make and model is he? He's a 12 year old thoroughbred gelding. Gotcha. So he had, and he had been shown and competed in. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. So he's been consistently ridden, but he has not been competed in three or four years. Uh, he, he had, he has evented, he's done all the things okay. he's but done. He show left jumps. And right and up and down. And yes. That. He's yeah. like, he's like well-trained. The reason that I was able to afford him was they were trying to find somebody for him who, so he's, a really hot ride, very forward ride. He jumps like a monster and he's a really great ride, except for his dressage sucks. So it's like his over fences requires a professional and his flat work is not fancy enough for a professional. So that's what they were like kind of stuck with. Like they were trying to sell him. They kept getting like 12 year old girls and like, this is way too much horse for you. Uh, so not, not pretty and not fancy enough to be a professional's horse, but too hot for an amateur. And I'm like, I don't care about winning anything. I just want to do walk to canter transitions. <laughs> like I just, want, I just want to ride something for more than 10 minutes trying to get bucked off. <laughs> so yeah so we'll see how it goes i'm excited he's very pretty and and that's that all right well speaking of getting bucked off everybody's anxious to hear i know the focus group <laughs> nice was, segue yeah the focus group was really excited to hear so uh monday we had the story uh you get, we'll give the reader's digest version of it now but if you want to hear the whole story go back and listen to the beginning of monday's show so you've got this horse that uh was trouble getting saddled and uh then uh then let, why boy, don't you let me tell yeah it. then farm boy gets on and uh has a wild ride yeah, so we did uh, – uh, it's a gypsy that nobody has been able to ride. He's six years old. He bucks everybody off. Uh, it goes crazy. And so he came to me. I'm his, like, last hope to to learn to ride. So I have spent three weeks – up. you couldn't even approach him with a saddle pad. And now we've done all these things and all – I mean, I'm like, I don't know what else to do to prepare you anymore for a rider. And so here you go, Barrett. Oh, damn, the rodeo began. That little monster bucked five times around the entire round pin. Not five jumps, five full round pin circles of bucking. And bless his heart, farm boy stuck it. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. Well, then it was like, okay, we're going to have a call. I, I, I just, I sent everything to Monty and I was like, I don't know what to do with this horse. And yes, then it, it was a scheduled call with Monty. And uh, do you want to know how that call went? Yeah, that's everybody wants to know how the call went. You gave it th- three options. One, he would just help you. Two, he would tell you to, to bail. Or three, he would yell at you. Which one was it? Yeah, he yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jamie, you did not prepare that horse enough. Now, granted, he didn't sit there and watch the three yeah, weeks' been, worth been of video. There's been a lot of preparation for this horse. You didn't prepare that. That's not fair to the horse. What you did, you shouldn't have put that rider on that horse. That is a terrible <laughs> idea. Like, I mean, terrible. However... By the way, when he's yelling at you like that, you just suck it up and stay quiet. Yeah, you just got to take it. It's like having a drill sergeant yelling (laughs) at you when you're enlisted, you know, like you just got to take it. There's no defending yourself. (laughs) No, because he doesn't, he has no thought for your feelings because he only cares about the The horse. horse. And that is what I love about him. You know what? Give it to me. Show me, tell me what I did. Uh, And so I was sent some uni videos and some homework and one of the things that he uses is called the buck stopper. Okay. And I didn't learn how to use this because uh, you don't really, he doesn't really want people to use it because it's, it can be misused. But in this case, his, his thing is it's this buck stopper. It's, it's a rope. It's like a halter that goes, like, there's a, goes over their head and then the rope goes under their lip. Like uh, like where you put a lip chain or something. And when the horse is moving around and everything, it doesn't come into play. But it's then tied to the saddle. So if they drop their head down and buck, it hits them in the gums. And he's like, you know, I've, I've got a lot of critics about this. Number one, if anybody shows me a better way, I will use that way. Number two, the option of horses that buck if it's discomfort under their gums or death because they all end up on trucks to Mexico or getting put down because they're dangerous, he's like, I bet they would choose uncomfortable gums. So anyway, to this thing here, it's like you have to tie it and like string it out. You have to like make it. So I went to Home Depot and I and also I need a better dummy. Apparently my dummy rider is not good enough. He's too floppy. Let's clarify. We're not talking about farm boy. We're talking no. about. <laughs> We're talking about Buck the Bear, my my giant floppy bear dummy rider. But he doesn't have a spine, so he's very floppy, and I need to have somebody up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to Home Depot. I'm going to make a human and we're going to, I'm going to buy some rope and I'm going to see if I can figure out how to tie this ridiculous string thing around and like attaches this. I, I don't know how to do this. So farm boy comes over yesterday. I'm like, get up here. We're going to watch these videos together. I've already watched them. I want you to rewatch them. And then I'm going to show you in the book, this rope thing and what I'm working on. And I am holding the rope as we're watching the video. Okay. I'm holding the rope and I'm like wringing it out and wringing it out and trying to like get this little loop thing. And I'm looking at the book and I'm like, how did he make that thing? How did he make that thing? Do you know what farm boy does? He hands me one he just made. <laughs> I'm like you, what you've been up here for four minutes watching this video <laughs> and looking at the book and you made one. He just hands me one. I, I was uh, uh, what did you, how'd you do it? Are you a witch? <laughs> Guess what farm boy is? He's an Eagle Scout. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it. <laughs> and he spent the last three summers teaching children how to tie knots. <laughs> like, belaying and rope climbing and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm He's with like, you. I'm not a knot tire. <laughs> no. I mean, I can tie some, but like this was ridiculous. It was almost like, just, here you go. And so... We got the buck stopper. We went out there and I'm like, I'm supposed to have a call with Monty yesterday. 
Uh, and so Monty's decision was, um, I've screwed up and he's got to sit with me and we're going to FaceTime from the round pen. God, I love this guy. We're going to FaceTime from the round pen. He's like, I, he goes, I can fix that horse. And I'm like, do you want me to send it to you? He goes, that would be great. The owner's like, that's really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to, you don't need to send it to me. I'm going to help you through it. So we're going to meet at the round pen tomorrow and we're going to FaceTime this whole thing. Okay. Sounds good. Well, then I realized I don't, this was in the morning. I, I don't have a buck stopper. I need a better dummy. I need to get like fully prepared because if I'm not fully prepared and ready for this call, I'm going to get yelled at again. So I call and I postponed the FaceTime till today. So then I went and bought a dummy and I spent the entire day making a dummy and getting it ready. And it is this giant, I call him Nick. He's headless nearly headless Nick. Uh, so Nick is now my giant dummy and I tried to put him on the horse yesterday and it was an epic fail because I did not make Nick. Uh, he's like five and a half feet tall and he doesn't bend at the waist. So I couldn't get him over. <laughs> it looked really cool though. I mean, it's a good Halloween decoration, but it's, <laughs> I was going to say, now's actually a good time to be buying dummies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, apparently I left him on the ground outside and Ginger had a heart attack this morning. <laughs> Screamed at me. I'll send you that picture. She's calling the police. Show notes. Yeah. She's like, if he'd had boots on, I'd have lost it. And I was like, maybe somebody stole his boots. You don't know. <laughs> She's like, I thought somebody got murdered. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we're waiting for, so in other words, we'll continue this story. This story will be continued again on Friday. Uh, yes. I'm so I'm having, so I called De Debbie. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, I know he's busy. I, I don't have the right, he's now I got to make another stupid dummy. I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, I know it's taking up a lot of his time and she's like, he's got time. Do it. <laughs> I was like, get him out of my hair. Get him out of my hair. <laughs> get him to do something else. So, yeah, apparently, so we're going to, Farm Boy and I are going to meet with uh, Monty apparently at the round pen sometime today, maybe, or tomorrow. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing about that on Friday's show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you want to ask for help, and it's awesome that I can ask for help, and I will never take it for granted, and I'll be sad when it's gone. But I just don't want to ask, you know, like, <laughs> All right. What did I do wrong? You know, there's never like the horse is that. No, it's you. It's always you. The horses can always be fixed. And so watching these videos, if you go on to Monty's University, there's a video of you just search on for Buckstopper. This it's amazing. It's amazing what it does and how quickly it does. And the horses are like, again, they're alive because of it. Otherwise, people put horses that violently buck and not like the gypsy would, but violently buck people off. They're killers. Mm. So it was so interesting to watch this, you know, one horse that bucks every now and then one horse that every time you sit on it and these people on the video, they had been working for three years trying to get it to stop buck bucking. So mm. it's a very effective thing. And I put, I did put it on him yesterday and I couldn't get him to buck. So I'm like, Oh, farm boy, you're going to get back on. <laughs> <laughs> We, I don't have a dummy. It's going to have to be you. Yeah, make sure he's wearing his helmet. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was He was like the only thing, the worst part about, because I got all these. I videoed when the horse went crazy bucking. I had my phone on I the ground. The, and, you didn't and share was, that, but I got to see it. It was wild. <laughs> it, yeah, I don't share things like that. It, he was going around in circles, five laps, bucking, bronking, this five laps, right? And so there's some really cool, I, I had the 
phone out there. So there's some really cool like screenshots that I took of this video and I sent him to Barrett and his response is, man, if only I was wearing a cowboy hat. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of cowboy hats, uh, state law, you're giving me perfect transitions today. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) You're just on it today. Uh, Speaking of cowboy hats, state line tech right now has a Western sales and tax sale going on. They have uh, 61 pages of Western stuff and they have everything from saddle pads to saddles to uh, parts that I don't even know what they are because I don't ride Western. Uh, But I mean, there's 60 some pages of this. First of all, I didn't know there. I I didn't know there were this many things uh, parts in a in a Western uh, tack, but there is. <laughs> there's tons of it. I mean, think about it. It's so much bigger. There's so much more stuff I think than in English because you've got you know if you've got six major English sports, you've got twelve major Western sports. That's true. And there's eighty five thousand different varieties of spurs. That's the other thing. Plus saddles. Their saddles are so much prettier than ours. <laughs> They really are. But yeah, you can find, uh, as I said, 61 pages going on right now. Head on over to statelinetac.com and check out the Western sale that's happening right now. I just came across the Stacey Westfall breast collar. I wonder if she has her own complete line of stuff. Why wouldn't she? Stacey has everything. So uh, statelinetac.com today. The Horse Health Segment is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. Today, we're going to be talking about a campaign that's called Seen Through Horses. And we have two Lynns on the show today to talk about that. Lynn Thomas from Horses and Mental Health and Lynn Moore, and she is from Acres for Life. So I'm going to start with you, Lynn Thomas. What is the Seen Through Horses campaign? Yeah, thank you so much for having us on, and we're really excited. So we started a nonprofit organization called Horses for Mental Health with the main objective to advocate for and bring and really spread the reach of awareness of how powerful horses can be for mental health and start advocating for these kinds of services. Ultimately, it's our vision that every person around the world, when they have mental health struggles or personal growth needs, that they will think of, I ought to find a program involving horses. Because we've just seen how powerful it is uh, that horses are brought into mental health sessions. And so that's what we're about. And the Seen Through Horses campaign is a organized, a, a collaborative approach. We're working with partners and we're excited to be sponsored by our title sponsor, Zoetis Equine. And we're very grateful for them for making this possible. It involves uh, sharing stories of awareness. We are working with 50 charity partners and a peer-to-peer fundraising component as well, so that their programs who are providing these direct services can continue to expand and, and make it more accessible for more people. So you're going out to already established, um, you, what you're calling your charity partners, you're going out to already established organizations that help in this in, in the mental health area anyway, but now you're exposing them to a new way to do it? Is that is that the goal? Yeah, well, ultimately, we're exposing more people in the public to be aware that these kinds of services exist. So we're hoping to, uh, you know, bring more funding as well to these programs so they can provide these services, as well as just make it more available and more awareness. 
Gotcha. And I think that from what we've seen from when we started the show 12 years ago, these kinds of programs and the kind of program, Jamie, you work with Monty on, on a couple of different programs there. These types of programs are becoming more common and more and more programs are starting up around the country. Have you seen that as well? Absolutely. It's it's definitely growing. There's an expansion of not only the programs, but of more people needing the services and looking for the services. And and actually, a lot of these programs have pretty long waiting lists because there is such a need and because this is such a powerful approach. I think sometimes going in and to a traditional therapy, a therapist in an office doesn't fit for everyone. And it sometimes doesn't always uh, work for people as well. So something different, something that is a little more hands-on and involves the power of horses. And I think uh, those of us who've been around horses know how much they can heal and the impact they can have on our lives. So we're just hoping to spread that, that benefit for people. Is there, before we get to the other Lynn, I wanted to ask you, is there certain categories within the, within the mental health field that it works better for people that have had certain types of trauma or is it just overall? Yeah, we have our, uh, the programs out there are working with all ages and all types of issues. I mean, you mentioned trauma. I think that it's especially effective with trauma because a lot of healing trauma is, trauma is held in our bodies as they talk about. And so healing something through our body, something experiential, and especially in relationship with a non-judgmental being like a horse is, effect, uh, is especially impactful. Um, but we work with all sorts of different needs, depression, anxiety, which is really out of the, a lot of that going on right now, grief, addictions, uh, just behavioral issues, family relationship problems, anything like that, as well as personal growth, uh, people working with corporate groups or leadership programs, anything like that, anything that has to do with personal growth and mental health programs are working with that with horses. Gotcha. All right. Why don't you introduce uh, the other Lynn? Yeah, I'm excited to introduce Lynn Moore. Lynn Moore is one of our charity partners, uh, the founder and CEO of one of our charity partners, Acres for Life. They're an incredible program out in Minnesota. And a lot of what we're doing is sharing some of the impact of stories of how this can impact people. So I invited Lynn to come on and share some of that. So Lynn, if you want to introduce yourself and Great. I'd love to. Thank you, Lynn Thomas and uh, Jamie and Glenn. I'm excited to be here in beautiful Minnesota, um, talking to you guys here at Acres for Life. So we've been doing this about 21 years. And I think you mentioned earlier how the awareness is really growing. Um, you know, 21 years ago when we started incorporating um, horses into mental health services and personal development, it really wasn't um, that much awareness. And uh, now there is growing awareness for that. And this campaign is helping so much. The seen through story campaign or seen through horses campaign. Appreciate that so much. Um, one of the things I was going to mention um, is the story that's coming to mind. If it's okay to share sure. about an adolescent uh, who came out to us struggling with um, kind of uh, oh, what do I want to say? Making uh, the best choices that he could in his life. He was struggling with, um, addiction, um, and he was getting into trouble. He was um, in the juvenile uh, system here and had been in residential treatment um, a few times, tried outpatient treatment, a number of things. And he was referred to us um, 
by a residential treatment program and uh, came out for a number of sessions, I think about eight or nine sessions. And on the third session when he was out, um, the first couple, he kind of, he was very quiet, kind of reserved, kind of, you know, looking down, kicking in the dirt, not uh, kind of um, giving us the idea that he didn't really want to be here. And um, however, the horses uh, kept kind of uh, pulling him back into being present. You know, they would come up, they would um, just be in the space. We work in a large uh, pasture area, and so they would they would come up and they would hang up, hang out around him, but not really interact with him too much. Similar kind of mirroring how he was not interacting with us, which was kind of interesting. But the third session, um, we, we walked out to the pasture space, about three acres that we work in, and the larger herd was set up in two kind of smaller herds next to each other. And they were just grazing and hanging out out there. And, and he was like, um, you know, I'm just going to go out and, and, and be by them. And we're like, okay, that, that sounds good. Set up a little different out there. They were in a three-acre pasture. Uh, two smaller herds had formed in the larger herd, kind of side by side. And this client just kind of um, kind of under his breath said, I'm going to go out and spend some time with them today and not you guys. And so we were like, okay. <laughs> so he walked out. And um, what we noticed is as he approached the horses, he kind of slowed down and he would start to go um, like he was going to enter the one smaller herd to the left. And he would get just a couple feet from actually kind of joining in with the herd. Um, and then he would back up. And then he'd walk a few steps backward and turn, and he'd walk towards the smaller herd on the right, stopping about two feet before joining that herd. And he did this pattern kind of back and forth. The horses just grazing, just kind of doing their thing. Um, and this went on for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. He was kind of standing in the middle of these two, um, these two herds, not entering either one, but kind of caught in the middle, it appeared. And as we're watching, you know, we, we just believe in the power of horses and how they're able to tell the untold story. Um, as, we're, as we're observing and watching, this kind of broken down, shaggy um, foundation mount, uh, Rocky Mountain horse, Magic was his name stepped out of the herd he was in and started walking very slowly around the outside of the horse herd on the right and came up behind this young gentleman and put his head in the back, lower back of this young man. The horse magic did that. And he gave him a lift and a, a kind of a shove, right? That lifted him and placed him into this herd of horses on the right. Hmm. And it was like, what in the world is going on? And this kid was like, I don't want to be in here. This is not the one I want to be in. And um, he started, you know, like just yelling at the horses. And Magic continued to put just a tiny bit of pressure on his back, just his head resting on his back and continued to kind of hold him in that space. Now, we didn't get to know the, um, what those things meant at the end of that session, but a few sessions later, um, the young man shared with us that he saw those two smaller herds of horses. The one on the left was his using friends, 
And the one on the right was recovery and moving into a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And he was struggling in his life. He was actually struggling with being kind of, where do I want to be? I have this pull to be with my using friends, but I really also need in order to stay alive to move into recovery and healthy lifestyle. So it helped us down the road to talk about that and to get that out of what he was keeping inside and hadn't shared with anybody. So that's that's the horse's that's the magic of the horses, man. They're healing. Yeah. We all, we all certainly know that and uh, have seen, I've seen examples of it as well. I mean, we all have, I mean, that's why we have horses because they make us <laughs> feel better. So th- it's a beautiful story and exactly true. And, and it may take you a little while to get to, get to the reasons, but you know, that, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. I was going to ask, you answered the question. I was going to ask how long it takes with an individual. Is it usually several sessions before the light bulb comes on, so to speak, or is some quicker than others, or is it completely individual? I would say in our experience, it 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 depends on the person, right? It just, um, it is individual. Um, it's where they are when they show up with the process, um, but it does um, move very quickly and the insights seem to come and, and a really safe environment, um, emotionally safe environment for people to have a different sort of relationship with the thing that's been keeping them maybe stuck in their life. So Lynn Thomas, how can listeners help? This campaign started this week. It started on the 3rd. Uh, how can they help? What can they do uh, to help out the campaign? Yeah, I really appreciate that because this is going to be such a benefit for both uh, horses and humans. And they can go to horsesformentalhealth.org slash campaign. And it says right there and and instructions and stuff like that. But you can choose one of the 50 charity partners to support and uh, just go on there and either donate directly or you can even choose to become part of their fundraising team. And also uh, feel free to check out our social media, Horses for Mental Health social media. There's a lot of videos we're posting of stories. We're really excited to also have involved um, several influencers and celebrities that are involved, such as uh, Eric Roberts and Randy Travis and Michaela Lane and Temple Grandin and JC Dugard. And there's a whole bunch listed on our stories page as well, Riley Smith. So check that page out as well for some wonderful video stories as well to kind of enhance and get excited about this work. And we're also, I just want to emphasize too, that this has been a wonderful experience of the industry of including horses for mental health has really come together to make this happen. And uh, we have several partners that are involved in this leaders of the industry and wanted to just do a shout out and acknowledge to them, including uh, the equine network, uh, path international, uh, American Horse Council, the Horses and Humans Research Foundation, the Natural Life Institute, the Polyvagal Equine Institute, the Temple Granite Equine Center, the Human, the Herd Institute, and Arenas for Change, as well as, again, thank our sponsor, Zoetis Equine. So it's really been a neat experience of the industry coming together to lift everyone up and really get the word out there to benefit both horses and humans.
Well, both Lynn's, thank you for joining us today. We'll put the link uh, in our show notes. You can just scroll right there on your podcast player and connect right to it. And of course, I will add here too, and Lynn, Lynn Moore will back me up on this, that these organizations are always looking for volunteers to help. If you have some horse experience and you have some time to volunteer, maybe you don't have a horse right now, but you'd like to be around horses. As I said, these organizations are always looking for volunteers, so contact them directly about that. But we'll put the link, horsesformentalhealth.com org slash campaign in the show notes. Thank you, ladies. Well, I'm with Janet Geyer today, the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds, which is the horse feed that Scooter eats, by the way. He loves the card buster. And I wanted to mention to everybody that if you worry about what your horse is eating because of where it was made, you always hear these terrible headlines that pop out that a horse gets sick or somebody has a test come through in a bad way because the manufacturing plant where the horse feed was made also makes medicated feeds for either horses or other species. So I wanted to ask Janet about the manufacturing plant where daily dose equine feeds are made. Are they all made in the same plant? They are, and it is on a dedicated line where no medicated feeds are made. And uh, this line is really interesting because it's the only manufacturing plant in the U.S. that has been uh, non-GMO verified. So it is not only a dedicated line, but it is also a non-GMO verified line, which is very important to me and should be to you. Well, check them out today, DailyDoseEquine.com. You can get your Daily Dose Equine horse feeds nationally through Chewy.com, or if you're in the Maryland area, you can get them delivered. So check them out, DailyDoseEquine.com. Well, I did want to mention that we need some ads for really bad ads on Friday. So if you've been lazy this week and haven't been doing it, or you haven't been doing it because we didn't announce the prizes, we're announcing new prizes on Friday. So you'll hear about the new prizes. All your entries will count toward the prizes. So get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Either record. not Jamie on Facebook. That's not, not Jamie no. on email. It's no. Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And by the way, if you post them in the auditor room, that's great for conversation, but they won't be included. They so, only get counted and included because Jen's the one that does all that detail yes. work. So, Yeah, so she's the one that keeps the spreadsheet up. You won't be on the spreadsheet unless you send it to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. If you want to record it yourself, just go to our website on your phone, open a browser, and go to Horses in the Morning, click on the voicemail tab, and just record it. It comes magically to us when you're done. So that's the clearest, the best way to do it. The sound's usually pretty good that way. So thank you for participating and getting those over to us. We really, we really do appreciate it. But now, you know, we've had a couple of weeks off with this, and it's time to get back to it. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. You know, if you're reading whatever news story, the news outlet you get your, your stories from, and you read one, and you're like, Okay, that's super weird. That's what I want. I want you to email it to jamie at horseradionetwork.com. I'm going to complain. You guys have been slacking. I mean, 
If it wasn't for Lorene and Ina and Charlotte, nothing would get done around here. Okay, people, get it together. <laughs> I didn't even send you any. <laughs> I got nothing from you. Uh, so if you see a weird news story, send it to me, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. That's how I can find them. Uh, so the first one we're going to start, we're going to head over to London. Not I Florida? Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I don't even know if we go to Florida today. Well, Watch we out. Bit, well, half the state was washed out. And I think that's so. the problem is <laughs> nothing happened in Florida in the past week because other than a hurricane. So that's why the, the crazy criminals have had to be bad down the hatches or they, they probably like, hard to rob a like, bank when it's underwater. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to go to London and, um, his name is Jeremy Mylard of Harrogate, North Yorkshire. He's a marathoner, but he decided he wanted to run in the London Marathon and try to break a world record. Oh, no. What world record did he try to break, Glenn? He was holding an Speed? egg on a spoon. Speed? No. No. Egg on a spoon? No. no. He decided to be the fastest marathoner ever dressed as a mythical male creature. <laughs> no, a mythical creature identifying his gender as a male, unlike a mythical female, female gendered creature. I don't know. Anyway, this dude dressed up as a freaking unicorn. Okay. <laughs> and dressed up as a unicorn. He's wearing uh, I was white. Pegasus, but uh, you know. <laughs> exactly. Do you know those like terrible, like plastic unicorn masks yes. that have the, the horse yes. mask with the, the blue eyes and they're white and they have the horn. He wore that. The entire marathon. Wear the rest of the outfit, the big white fluffy outfit. So what he's got on actually is like think of a white spandex bodysuit, okay? And he's got like the really uh, ornate rainbow uh, leg warmers on, and also matching hand warmers. And he's got some sort of like unicorn tail made out of unicorn like rainbow taffeta. I mean, he is bringing it strong. But he does have sensible shoes on, so that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, he, he ran a marathon dressed as a unicorn in three hours and 26 minutes and 38 what? seconds, and he got an award. <laughs> oh my God, that's fast. I mean, it's hard to breathe without a mask on when you're running okay. a marathon. <laughs> you think nobody else has done that? Oh, sure there was. The previous record was set by Australian runner Alistair Kelty, who donned a Bigfoot costume and ran the Waterford Marathon in Ireland in three hours and 44 minutes. That'd be hot. So, I hope it's cooler on a Bigfoot day. God. <laughs> you know what? If we were all the same, the world would be very boring. Okay, how, how fit are you that running a marathon is not enough? You need to add some complexity. <laughs> I need to make it to, harder. Yeah, exactly. I need to restrict my breathing. How can I do that? How fit are you? All right. Well, you know, um, th this is a weird story because there's really great film. This comes from KansasCity.com, a uh, news outlet, uh, because there's a... This is like, is this like two people have too much time in their hand? I don't know. There's a zoo, the Scoville Zoo in Decatur, Illinois, and they have a 39 year old alligator named G and G is 300 pounds and 12 feet long. And apparently G hasn't really shown a propensity for like swimming really well and really doesn't like to submerge himself in more than a few feet of water. So his quote, dedicated keepers have been looking for ways to enrich his life and provide more experiences for him. So guess what they did? 
They loaded him up in a truck and took him to Splash Cove Water Park at the end of the summer and put him in the Lazy River. And the video is phenomenal. It is a giant alligator. Like, it's the stuff nightmares are made out of, you know? It's like, there's a drone footage of this 12-foot alligator, like, making his way through the Lazy River. And I will never swim in a Lazy River again. You he can has find mental health me. issues. He needs a he needs to go to Acres for Life. <laughs> I know, right? They said he loved freshening up on his swimming skills, floating in the river current, and letting us know he enjoyed his trip to the lazy river by refusing to leave. Apparently, they kind of like <laughs> wrangle him out of there. Uh, they said we ha- <laughs> were pretty sure he had a big alligator smile and loved his vacation day. Good for you. Scoville Zoo. Glad the alligators are happy. That's a new field trip for you right there. Hey, could you be a chaperone on the field trip this weekend? (laughs) All right, we're going to head over to California, the other place where weird stuff happens. We've got Florida, Texas, and California. And Florida's number one, and California and Texas are fighting for number two. Um, but this is not a human story. I, I like to mainly focus on the animal stories and there is a fantastic video of this. Do you know, you know what happens like when a dog gets in trouble, it like hides its face, yes. you know, it's like, yeah. oh, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Uh, okay. So an animal services officer in California had to respond to a middle school to remove an intruder. Riverside County Animal Service did post the YouTube video uh, where they got a call. And I just tried to think of like, there's always like the story, but there's always a behind the story. Okay. Here's what happened. Animal control had to go and remove a coyote out of the boy's bathroom. (laughs) That's cool. How do you end up in the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know, but he's hiding. I was like that goes that shame face. He's hiding behind one of the toilets. Like, well, have you ever been in a boy's season. bathroom? You'd have a shame face too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why does it smell so bad in here? <laughs> why can't y'all pee in the toilet and not on the floor? So the coyote was found. You but sound like you have a couple it. boys in the house. <laughs> It's weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. Why can't you aim? Uh, anyway, uh, they, they, everybody was fine. Everything, nobody was hurt and the animal was removed and is back to his more natural habitat. But here's where it's weird. Like to me, I don't want to know that you successfully went in and you got the coyote and you relocated. I want to know who the hell found it. Like did some like fifth grader walk into the bathroom and like walk into the stall and there's like a freaking coyote. Like that's the guy I want to hear from. I want to hear from that guy who found it in the boys bathroom. Did they chase it into there? How did it get there? Did it come in from the ceiling tiles? Like that. I just, these are ones that give me more questions than answers. Isn't there supposed to be security at schools now? How did a coyote get into a middle school and then end up in the bathroom? Like a poor kid who like drops trowel, yeah, yeah, exactly. sits down and like Sees feels something fuzzy the- on his leg. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> All right. I'm sa- I saved the best for last. So. Right. I hope y'all are in the Okay. I am I'm, I'm I'm uncomfortable telling the story, but you know it's news, and we all have to be aware that this kind of thing could happen. All right, so we are going to go to I believe England. Her name is Amanda Gomo, and she is 51 years old, and she has a pet Chihuahua, and she was taking a nap on the couch. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's taking a nap on the couch and uh, maybe, you know, snoring a little bit. And her chihuahua was sleeping with her up on her on her chest. And uh, at one point, the chihuahua had what they are calling, in quotes, violent diarrhea. Now, let me give you the picture again. Miss Gomo is sleeping on the couch with her mouth open. Dog has violent diarrhea. Where does the violent diarrhea go, Glenn? Right into her mouth. Oh, That's- sleeping that way on the chest. <laughs> Miss Gomo, following the incident, ran to the bathroom to be sick. And she said she violently threw up. No she kidding. Said, I. I, I, it, she, it's like she's puking, and she's. She said I was hurling violently for hours. I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. No kidding. Well, at that time, they take Belle, the dog, to the vet because obviously she has a nasty stomach bug. Later that day, Ms. Gomo started showing similar symptoms to oh, that of no. Belle. Oh, she had to go to the hospital. She had to go to the hospital. What's wrong? Uh, my dog pooped in my mouth. <laughs> what? So apparently God, she's talking having... about her for days. Over there at that she was hospitalized for three days. Oh God, they had to flush. Uh, <laughs> they had to flush out the infection. She was like violently ill. Oh my God. She's of course she's British. She's like, we have plenty of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's going to be okay. She does say, I'd forgiven Belle for her little accident, and I still love her with all my heart. But I will definitely be more mindful of what position we sleep in in the future. This is exactly (laughs) why dogs weren't allowed on our bed. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Belle, can't you, like, scratch at the door to go outside? No, she just came out. Think about all day now. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Uh, anybody want a chocolate smoothie? <laughs> we apologize to everybody eating lunch right now. <laughs> That's what it's a weight loss plan. All you have to do is listen to weird news yeah. and you won't eat for two days. <laughs> on that note, hold on, auditors. Bye.